Hey everybody, welcome back to Arcade Cozy, the coziest game room on the internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And it is so late. Late. Yes. Late at night. Um, it's been a minute since we've done a, one this late. Yeah, I feel like it has to be mentioned anytime we anytime we do, just because we do it. We do it so like infrequently now. Um, where like we used to record regularly. I mean, we were like night owls recording at midnight, yeah. and I mean, okay, not crazy, that late, crazy, <laughs> crazy times. Um, but yeah, now we record at like four in the afternoon, and nobody's oh, it's, around. It's amazing. Yeah. Um. Also, shout out, shout out to Twitch. Um, We're recording live right now on Twitch. We do it very rarely um, because my computer a lot of times can't really handle the load currently. So having to do a remote podcast while recording, while also streaming and trying to keep all of that um it feels Stable. like a it feels like a situation room where i'm having to like click between windows and make sure nothing is actively crashing so um okay let's check okay let's check and yeah okay. R- routine checkup done start yeah. again <laughs> yeah so we're um but we're doing that so yeah, yeah shout out maybe um that was kind of you know if you listen to our one year episode we kind of made mention to like we wanting us wanting to kind of incorporate some more of that into the future. So maybe this is the beginning. Maybe you'll, uh, you'll see this from now on. Look forward to it. Our hectic random schedule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you just happen to be in existence at the time of us recording, you may catch it. Um, but uh, recording late at night, we're also recording like three days earlier than we normally do. Yeah. We usually do on the weekend, but it's Wednesday right now Wednesday. <laughs> because it Corey, is. you are, what you are leaving i am leaving town i am heading to the big city on the west coast um, look at los you los angeles to to what now what are you doing over in los angeles specifically uh, no other reason that you were in los angeles other than i mean literally the big reason uh, <laughs> the only reason we are going is to me and my wife are going to see harry styles at the forum look at you uh, and i am goodness not only did you give harry styles your money but you give the airlines your money and you're just this is it's it's i i don't know i was gonna say it's insanity but it's more than insanity i feel like no it's not this is just simple (laughs) uh adoration uh devotion well i mean to your credit you have you have touched harry styles you have felt the allure so very soft hands yeah i can imagine that i get yeah. that um very soft hands. but yeah other than that Corey, how's your week going having a good week yeah it's pretty good week technic well i guess today was my thursday since it's wednesday i'm doing like mm. a half day tomorrow so it's pretty nice to be like Look oh wow yeah i'm almost done with work and going um all the way across the country yeah um so that's fun um but yeah it's been a it's been a pretty solid week i would say what about you not too bad um better than last week i think i i don't know hey we love to hear it (laughs) yeah you and i usually kind of decompress that on the pre-show but yeah last week was an absolute nightmare whenever it came Mm to work stuff just stuff just kind of you know it's corporate work it's that it's that like poo-poo kind of land um this week you know some of the same stuff um but much less of it so that's that's a positive (laughs) i'll I'll take the win on that one um it is warmer this week which i'm not liking as much yeah it crept up not not really bad but just enough where i'm like okay no no let's let's sit back down let's cool off but um yeah i um yeah is it supposed to get cooler again soon, or is that know. kind of a ways let's, off? Let, let's check the weather. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's going to dip next week. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's coming back up. Who knows? We had a Let's brief see. window of fall. This is this is what the viewers, this is what we're here for. This is what people the, are listening to. Is us, is, 
scrolling through individual weather apps on our own phones. Um, hey. But they're not here for this. Yeah, they're they're not here for this. You can find that on our um, cozy meteorology podcast that we're launching um, next month. Uh, This is Arcade Cozy, the show where we talk about games, but in a cozy way. Um, So we're going to talk about games. Media Rosie, there you go. Look at look at. We need to we need to workshop that. We need to lock that down before somebody else gets it. Yeah. Um. But no, I've been playing games. You've been playing games. Yes. Um, so we have games to talk about. There's also been yes, like do. sort of newsy stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned it at the top. I had no clue. But there's Witcher news, Corey. Yes, there is. Just like we hoped. Just like we asked a few weeks ago. Um, it's very exciting. We, uh, we hoped that they would remake the original Witcher, which, I mean, honestly, like, I mean... I feel like there's some kind of like trepidation. Like you kind of look at it and you're like, hey, like why not come up with a new Witcher? But I mean, realistically, like there isn't a great way, great modern way to play. I mean, the first Witcher, by all accounts, anytime you ever hear anybody talk about it, plays like complete ass. Um, And the second one is much better, but still is kind of like pales in comparison to the third. Um, It's half-ass. Yeah. Yeah. It's half-assed. Um, so the fact that they're actually kind of bringing some of this back and kind of making it a little bit more accessible for people to get into it is uh, kind of nice. So, yeah. Well, they are making a new Witcher. Um, yeah, yeah, they are. So it's nice to be like, okay, so there's a new Witcher coming, but we're also we're bringing the original series back. It's CD Projekt Red is doing their best to remain relevant. And the best yeah. way to do that is The Witcher. Oh, yeah. I um, for it. I can't remember because I know that they had that big roadmap. I can't remember if this is the one that they said was kind of being made by a support team or if this was the I think core so. team. Okay. Hey, this is a support team. Uh, okay. Um, that's what it sounded like because of the Canis uh, Major Majoris um, Majoris Mask uh, one was, Ocarina I time. thought I, yeah, I thought I had remembered them kind of saying that was a support thing. Um, cool that's pretty neat yeah um also uh i think i think it was yesterday but bayonetta 3 reviews started dropping um largely kind of being what you would assume them what a like cult game would kind of be which is like yep. mid eight eight yeah. eight point five like you know not not like blockbuster 10 out of 10s but you know it's bayonetta 3 it's more, yeah. you know, it's more, more of that kind Bayonetta. of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it definitely feels like Bayonetta three is going to be more marred by, cause I mean, for anybody unaware, like there was this long tale of, um, kind of drama around it with the original yeah. voice actress and then going back and forth, like with all these accusations of, you know, they were going to pay me this. No, we were going to pay you this. Well, actually you were going to pay me this. And then, you know, this whole back and forth thing and this, you know, um, and who knows? Like, and then I've, I've read some of the reviews where some people feel like it almost kind of seems a little censored in a way, like, and they don't love that for, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of stuff like, but it, yeah. what it seems to me is like, less of the discussion as being about like the actual game and more about the, like the stuff surrounding the game, Yeah, um, which is, that's what I'm seeing a lot of as well. Yeah. Which is how this stuff goes. Um, but yeah, um, I'm, I'm still looking forward to Bayonetta three though. I played both Bayonetta's. Yep. I love stylish action games, even though I'm like, you know, not wonderful at them, but, um, still like them. So I'm going to play it. Nice. I, I haven't decided if I'm going to pick it up yet or not. Just with I me, mean, Ragnarok is two weeks away at this point. Yep. And then uh, Scarlet and Violet is what three weeks away, four weeks away. Yeah, something like that. Let me. I might as well just have this um, bookmarked at this point. But let me pull up the old calendar. So <laughs> I think um, God of War is what, like the eleventh? Is that right? The ninth. No. I think. 
It might be. It's the ninth. It might be the ninth. I don't know. What's on the eleventh? Something's on the eleventh. I feel like. Um. Let's see. November the ninth. God of War Ragnarok. Ooh, Tactics Ogre yeah. Born. The remake mm, of the Tactics yes. Ogre. That's November eleventh. And then um, that's a poor release date for them. Yeah, and then Pokemon Scarlet and Violet a week later. Um. So yeah, a lot of stuff. Um. Yeah, I I don't blame you. I mean, there's between now and because I mean, there's Mario and Rabbids, Sparks of Hope came out, um, Gotham Knights. Mm-hmm. Nobody for should forget it. Um, Bayonetta. Modern Warfare 2, if you're into that. Um, I am not, which, I mean, nope. I don't know. We, we've we talked about it in the past, um, but, like, I don't know. I feel, I feel really weird playing, like, a Call of Duty game now. Like, not even from a, like, yeah. not even from a look at what's happening in the world, because, like, we've had war and things going on, but there's just something uncomfortable <laughs> about it. Like there was stuff coming out over the last couple of days of like just some of the stuff in the campaign being very, the, the de-escalation stuff, situation where basically it's yes, like, yes, that's, yeah, it's there bad. are people, there are people in a trailer park who like, you're making a bunch of noise. I don't really know the context of what's going on, but essentially like you're looking for somebody, you're making a lot of noise. People in this trailer park are like, what's going on? What's happening? And they step outside and you're like, go back inside, get out of here. And you're pointing your gun at them. (laughs) Like it prompts you to point your gun at them to deescalate it, to be like, no, get out of here with the title deescalate. And so it's like, it's well, so bad. I don't know. Like, again, we, we should have like an entire kind of whole thing about it, but it is a thing where it's like, I felt this way. It was kind of like whenever the last of us two came out, like you and I kind of talked about this, but I remember those yep. trailers and like watching them and watching like that specifically that one of those trailers where Ellie was Ellie like stabbed the girl playing the PS Vita in the neck. Um, and I remember looking at it and just being like, I don't know that I can play this game. This is too realistic for me to feel comfortable. And like, I think like, I mean the, the game's uncomfortable by and large. Like, I think you kind of can move past that a little bit. Like I think they, Mm -hmm. they're able to kind of navigate that, but I think that that's kind of the core thing of it is like, the a lot of people look at it and they're like oh call of duty look at these graphics it's the best graphics that's ever been and look how like whenever you shoot this guy in the head like look look how dead he looks look at how shocked he looks by the fact that he's dead now yeah and it's like that stuff i don't know if i'm just getting older i don't know if i'm just whatever but like that stuff like in my mind just gets more like distances me more and more from those games. Like the older that I get, whereas like whenever I was a kid and doing it, like it didn't phase me. I didn't think anything about it. It was like, this is what it is. But nowadays it just feels gross and it's not, I don't know. And I think it's also like the fetishizing of like military Mm -hmm. and stuff. Like I've never, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff baked in and, they're, they're so, yeah. um, but that's coming out. Modern Warfare Two, um, run, don't walk. Yes, um, yes. it's uh, it's coming your way. Um, but yeah, Corey, <laughs> glorious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the stuff we have Sparkling. been playing. So, um, yes. So yeah, I've been playing some stuff. You've been playing what recently? What have you? Last week you were playing Inscription. Um, you've still been working on Heart Gold. Xenoblade Chronicles haunts you from behind. What's uh, where where are you coming at? Um, so uh, I'll give brief updates. Heart Gold and Xenoblade. I plan on basically playing for the majority of my like nine to ten hours in the air on the plane. Of course, um, that is my primary. Like, okay, this is what I'm just going to be doing for most of the time i have a couple books to supplant uh sometime as well um so i haven't really played a ton of those this past week just with that idea of like i'm about to like sink 
some very like uninterrupted hours into both of these. Yeah. Um, instead, I talked about last week. I uh, picked up a Plague's Tale Requiem, oh, yes. and I've been playing that. And I am um, not super far into it. I'm in chapter three or four of seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. Um, so Plague's Tale Requiem, uh, is a sequel to the Plague's Tale Innocence. Um, a game which you it, notoriously have championed beyond all reason. Yes. I, I love it. It's so good. Yeah. I, I think I love it so much because it's, I don't want to say it's grounded, but it's very grounded up until the very end okay and i have never seen a game go so far off the rails okay. <laughs> ever <laughs> than a plague tale innocence does at the end i am talking it it is unbelievably back ish insane okay like how it ends it, i mean you wouldn't even be able to guess it kind of a thing um, is it aliens? No, but you're you're under the right tree. Okay, um, look at me. Um, it, 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 so, um, to give context to uh, Requiem, now it picks up a couple months after the events of Innocence, and I don't want to spoil too much of it. But mm. essentially, the 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 Ratning is back. Okay, um, the Ratning it, was quelled, it, and now it has returned. Yeah, it's it's essentially their take on like the bubonic plague yep. um, that took place, and it is visually one of the most stunning games I think I've ever played. Okay, up there, um, in terms of like facial animations and facial like the pure just graphics of it, um, I would put it not on par with like Last of Us Part Two. Um, but it's in the same like ballpark, okay. I would say. Very nice. Um, so the the two stories follow um, the tale of uh, Amicia, who is the main protagonist. Um, she is a French uh, teenage girl, and her younger brother Hugo, um, who is like five. Um, and it's them trying to. They were they were hunted in innocence. And they try not to spoil things. Essentially, you know, found a way to not be by the end of it. And then right. Requiem picks up with and um, the rats have been essentially quelled for a couple months and now they're back. And they're in the city that you and your family have found their way to. And it is like, okay, holy crap, they're back. We have to like get like we have to get you get separated from Hugo and you're like, we have to get back to Hugo. Um, we have to help him out. He's sick. Um, but there's also billions of rats now. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so it, it starts off um, pretty slow. Uh, I do think the tutorial is really, really good. Okay. I think it gets a little unsettling at times. It, it is a creepy, spooky game. Yeah. And uh, between Innocence and Requiem as well, I don't know if this is what it was like in medieval France, but quite literally everything and everyone wants to kill you. Okay. Um, and it's really like, I'm like, no one wants to be to help out the young girl and the boy. Yep. Everyone wants to kill you. I mean, literally everyone really. Yep. Um, but is that real? It, it, yeah. It, I mean, it's a beautiful tale of like how far will like a sibling's love go? Like, uh, Amicia is doing everything she possibly can to protect Hugo. Um, it is like you play as Amicia, like you're stealthing around, like you, you don't do a ton of combat. Um, the gameplay itself, I think it's pretty, not old school, but in that, um, probably mid PS3 to late PS3 style, of, okay. I'm going to throw this rock. I'm going to hit these, like. Um, this chest has armor in it. I'm going to hit the rock. It's going to hit the armor. And it's going to make a noise. This guard's going to be distracted. And now I can sneak over this way. Okay, well, the uh, guard is occupied um, up there. Um, but I know if I, like, break um, a pot over there, he's going to go check it out. kind of a thing. And I can sneak past him. Um, there's also, like, you have a sling, like David. Um, and oh, you can, okay. like, 
sling rocks and you basically just one shot enemies. I like that. Um, but if they have a helmet, um, you just kind of give them a headache okay. and they come at you. <laughs> um, and so you can kind of like stun them, move, hide, stuff like that. There's you can set up like fire slings, like where you're throwing like a fire rock. Um, and that comes in handy because the rats come into play and the rats are afraid of one thing and one thing only, and that is fire. And so most of the levels are designed of, okay, how do I start fires so I can like maneuver my way around the billions of rats. Right. Um, and so for, I, I find the gameplay like very simplistic. Um, it's not anything super challenging. Sometimes it gets a little tough when there's like a multitude of enemies who, and then you're in a field of rats as well, and they have fire, and they are, like, warding the rats off. Like, okay, how do I navigate this without being seen? Because uh, you um, essentially die in two hits, basically. Like, an arrow, boom, you're, like, on death's door. Then they come, and, like, someone will hit you, and, like, you're dead. Like, the mm, most important thing for you is, like, to always be hidden at the moment. Um, and, and so the level design, I think is really good because, okay, now I have to map out a course. Most of the time you kind of have a little bit of a vantage point, right? Need to map out a course to get through this without getting detection, but also knowing I have enough spots to where I can light fires around and, oh, the enemies will notice if you light fires, um, with your sling, cause it makes a big noise and they will come investigate. Oh, of course. And so you're like mapping, you're watching like where they're moving, so on and so forth. You can take some out, uh, you can find knives and, um, quietly kill, uh, the enemies. Um, the rats. And that's just kind of the, the, yeah, you, well, no, you can't kill any rats. There's just too many. There's the too many rats. You just have to. Yeah have to deal. And I will say kind of going into our conversation last week, I think the game does a very good job of handling like the horror and the gore of it. Okay. Cause there's multiple times where like early on in the game, you come across like a Coliseum that is filled with hundreds of bodies that have been essentially eaten away by the rats. It okay. is like a grotesque, like, like, Oh, like this is the carnage that they can cause. Yeah. You are coming across the aftermath of it. You're seeing what's left. And in your death scenes, because this was, I think, a topic I brought up a lot last week, whenever like you do get eaten by rats, it doesn't really go into like gruesome death scenes. It just shows Amicia kind of just falling and like, oh, Amicia has died. Yeah. And I appreciate the fact that they're like, here is like the ultimate horror of like what this devastation is, of what this play is. Um you don't have to see it every time. Like you, you get it, you get it. It's really bad. So we're not going to like, we're not going to like over like, what's the word? They're just not going to shove it in your face. Every time they get the chance. No, they're like, you get it. It's really bad. Let's move on. And I really appreciate that. Um, But so far, like the heart of the game right now has been Amicia as she kind of has like PTSD um, from innocence because again, so off the rails by the end. Very disturbing. Can't blame her. But it it has been her struggle with like, I'm tired of being afraid. I'm tired of like being chased and like feeling I have no agency. I am taking like my life back. I am like taking it by the reins and like I'm going to be in charge. Right. Um, and so far, um, she you kind of go on like a pretty rough like killing spree i'm not gonna lie okay um, where i'm where it's like your companion because you do have like a companion that comes with you uh, most of the time in these games whether it's hugo or you have this friend lucas who's like a studying alchemist in the first game uh, there's a couple of other you're like a little rat pack essentially um trying to survive um and the whole time he's screaming at her like amicia we have to go this is really, really bad. They're going to catch us. And she's like, no, I'm tired of being scared. Like they can essentially suck it. Um, because the, you come across a scene where they are just, I mean, it's like plague times. It's they're the army for better, worse, whatever, whatever. They're, they're not taking any risk. They're killing anyone where the rats have been. They're like, we can't let this continue. And y'all and you and Lucas stumble across the place because you're looking for medicine for your sick brother. And they're like, well, we're going to kill you because like, we don't know if you've been bitten or not. And yep. Amicia just like flies off the handle and you're just like, 
this is bad. This is, <laughs> this, is this, this could be better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I find the narrative so compelling of the Mesia struggle, but also her relationship with Hugo, um, their bond, um, is some of like the best that I've seen, um, in recent gaming of just like, it is pure, just like I, at one point they come across, uh, this guy who, uh, this doctor who's going to visit Hugo and he's like, Oh, I've heard about you. You're, you're the boy's protector. Um, you know, try not to get caught up in the fire of like the passion that you'll have for this. Yeah. Um, can't, I don't want to talk too much more because it goes into like the lore of the game, which is spoilery. Um, but it's, I think I find it wonderful. Um, yes. Grotesque at times. Um, a little spooky uh, okay. at times. Cause again, you are kind of helpless for most of the time. Yeah. Um, but all in all, um, I'm really enjoying it. I'm still early on. Excited to see where this goes, especially knowing how the first game ends. I'm like, oh, I know this is going to get crazy. Yeah, it's one of those things of like, okay, I've seen where you're where you're willing to take this. How much further are you going to take it in the sequel? Kind of a thing. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm really digging it. I'm not going to say it's like a 10 out of 10. It has its flaws. It's very tanky. Um, I think it's uh, again. Very simplistic gameplay. You're not getting a ton of variety. Uh, the puzzles, I think, are pretty solid, a little rudimentary. Um, but the main like appeal is the cast of characters that you have and their okay. dynamics. Um, and they're really good. Okay. Uh, I do appreciate... Uh, I know a lot of games do this. Um, but I really appreciate like you come on across like the spot in the city and like, Oh, there's where we need to go. And you can see across it. And yep. then like you work your way through alleys and areas and you come across like another vantage point. And then like you're close to like, okay, we need to go there. And so on and so forth. Like I really appreciate games that give like that scope, that perspective where yep. you, even though it's like, no, I clearly have not moved that far. If this was a real like city mm-hmm. or anything like that, but I still, that is a, th- a, a point of like just general gaming that I'm always like, I love this just like there's where I need to go. I move. Oh, I see it again. I've got closer. I move so on and so forth. Yeah. I'm just a huge fan yeah. of um, that style. Yeah. But yeah. It plays to Requiem. Very nice. Run. I Don't love walk. it. I love it. Yeah. Here comes. Yay. Yeah. I am. Um, yeah. I mean, I agree. I think, I think stuff like that. And honestly, cause I was trying to look up, um, what they did other than a plague's tale and not much. Like, yeah, it looks like they did a whole lot of Disney games back, <laughs> back <laughs> in like the early, um, 2010s, late aughts, like Wally up Ratatouille, <laughs> Toy Story three. Um, wow. They, kind of assisted on the much maligned um, Xbox exclusive uh, action adventure game ReCore. Um, mm. But other than that, the only other big thing was a Microsoft Flight Sim- Simulator. Apparently they did. Um, wow. So insane. they don't have like a ton, a ton of, I mean, they have a lot of experience, just like nothing super high profile. Um, but yeah, I mean, the fact that they have, like, that level of fidelity and that it, like, has just such a gripping kind of thing. I mean, it's kind of, like, I guess, like, the closest analog, at least in my mind, thinking about it, is something like Hellblade, where it's, yeah, you know, kind of a... a good comparison. It's like a, I mean, you know, tone, who who knows? I haven't, I actually haven't played either. Um, but, I mean, that's what it kind of reminds me of, because Hellblade is kind of like this marvel of you know, mm-hmm. graphical achievement, but it, you know, it's this small team. It's very much kind of like a cult hit that has its big followings, um, but is not like this huge juggernaut in the space. So, um, I don't know if I, um, I mean, I, I am tempted to play, but I think the, I, th- I think the era and the bubonicness of it really kind of throw me. <laughs> For me, okay, for actively wanting to dig in, um, I get it. But I, I wonder know. if they were so tired of making Disney games with the with the mouse, the rat, uh-huh. Mickey himself, that they're like, let's just 
make the Go worst the rat yeah. ever. Yeah. I think maybe if they, so the game grounded that's on Xbox that's made by Obsidian yep. where it's like a survival. You're really small. If in it, they have an accessibility feature for people who are scared of spiders where it's like a slider to essentially Mm -hmm. like it can either be full spider or it can go all the way down to where every spider is represented by just a big smiley face. And maybe if they did something like that, where it was like every rat is represented by like a big emoji or something, maybe I'd be like, yeah, I can get behind this. Like just a tornado of smiley face emojis. I think I could, I think I could get behind, but the rats are never like super scary. They're just kind of like always flying over each other until you get to like the edge of like uh-huh. a firelight. And then all of a sudden they all like begin to face you and like slowly <laughs> like trot your way. Um, and I'm like, mm, I would, I would like it if you didn't. Yeah. 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 I'm not, that's who knows. Maybe I'll get they around can't to come it, into the light because yeah. then they just like break back and yeah. everything. Yeah. But yeah, the light's always your friend. And sometimes yeah. you have like a stick that you'll light on fire that only has a certain amount of time that it'll be lit and you're oh, trying goodness. to make it through like a giant like wave of them. And it, I'm sitting here like, please. Again, they don't show any like super, like really bad like death scenes. They yeah. don't show any really. It just shows her like falling on her chair and he's like, no. And then it cuts. Yeah. Um, so it's not that bad. Yeah. That sucks. Um, <laughs> Speaking, yeah, I mean, <laughs> speaking of creepy, um, I've been playing Inscription, Corey. Yes, yeah, yes, you have. Um, speaking of all about stepping it. into the light and um, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, you you had you finished Inscription as of yes. um, when we last recorded. I just kind of dove in. I was like, okay. I because I finished up Ghostwire Tokyo, which I'll talk yeah. about um, a little bit in a minute. Um, and I was like, okay, still kind of in the mood. Let's let's figure out something kind of Halloweeny. Um, it was actually on sale for like twenty five percent off. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. I was like, I'll do it. Um, so for like your perspective, again, like Inscription is a very it's a difficult game to explain kind of in full without like Mm -hmm. spoiling some of the, I guess the nuance of like what makes it kind of cool. Um, but for your purposes, I'll tell you like, I'm, I'm effectively an act two. Um, nice. That's the, how was that? It's, I mean, I just started it. I haven't done much. Um, it's definitely a, like it's, it's a shock to the system is what, Oh yeah. (laughs) describe it um it's a punch to the face (laughs) well the so the first i mean you know you you went through this well but like the the first parts of the game effectively is like this horror deck builder roguelike um yeah where you're stuck in a cabin and it kind of plays like an escape room in a way too because like you know Mm -hmm. you're playing this game and it it gives me big like at least the structure of it gives me big like slay the spire vibes because slay the spire has that same sort of thing where it's like you beat an encounter and then you're moving up a map and you're choosing the direction and maybe you're going a direction where it's like boosting a card's effective effectiveness or you're buying this thing or you're going over here um but the interesting thing is like you're not locked into the game so it's like at any moment you can essentially just like kind of stand up and then walk away Mm -hmm. and walk through the cabin and there's stuff you can interact with and there's, you know, but you're, you're locked in the cabin, you know? Um, and so it it very much is this kind of combo thing where you're like, okay, I'm trying to progress in this, but I'm also like trying to get out or I'm trying to figure out what's going on at at the very least (laughs) right Mm -hmm. here. Um, and I will say like, I was prepared for it to be significantly more like, I guess, disturbing than it like landed on me. Like it didn't land quite like the most unsettling thing to me is just the, like the atmosphere of it. Like there's no soundtrack really no there it's just like 
kind of sound effects and just creaks. And it's just this very like creepy vibe. Um, That honestly was the thing that kind of like put me on edge more than anything else. Like all of the other stuff, like really didn't like get me in the same way. I mean, it, it has a very like dreadful aesthetic of like, you know, you're using woodland creatures and you're like, you know, if you have two woodland creatures, you can have like the mycologist saw them together and like, you know, and the card is represented as being like, joined together and it's all bloodied and you know so i mean it's that kind of imagery which is is creepy um but it's it's not like a it wasn't quite as like horrifying as like i thought it might be um but it is a very compelling experience like i think the i think the core loop of you know at least where i was in act one like i think if you like like for you specifically Corey, i don't know what a part what about that you liked the most but if what you liked about that what the most was the deck building part of it i would yeah. suggest play Sl- slay the spire because i think slay the spire is like better version of that essentially um okay. like um, because that was the thing was like, there were some times where it did feel like, um, you know, it was, I was lucking out in certain aspects. Like there was stuff where I felt like I was kind of being hamstrung in the actual like playing of the game in some ways. And that it did yeah. feel like it was secondary to like a greater mystery. Um, but you know, I enjoyed, I'm a sucker for any kind of like deck building roguelike. So that in and of itself was kind of enough for me to stick around but like the overall mystery of things and why you're there what's happening um and the stuff that's kind of like getting interspersed into the main story as you're in this cabin like i think is really compelling and really interesting and it continues to kind of unfold from there um again now i'm in what is effectively act two which um you know if you Corey, you alluded to this. Um, if you've heard anybody talk about inscription, they like they have varying feelings of like how the game moves following kind of mm-hmm. its first big act. Um, you know, and and I'm kind of in that camp where I'm somewhat kind of like overwhelmed and confused and a little bit just kind of like less interested in what's actively happening at the moment. Um, But it still is like at its core, I think it's a really interesting, like subversive meta narrative that's happening. Um, And I'm really enjoying it for that. And just because like um, you don't get that a lot in games where they're actively like doing that kind of stuff. Um, So I think that in and of itself is just super cool. And um, I'm liking it so far. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep plugging along through this act and everything that's left. And um, you and I can probably have like a spoilery discussion on it when everything's done. I would truly love to, because I'm sitting here, I'm just running. I'm like, I don't want to say too much. Um, yeah, no, it's um, Act 2, very different, and um, I don't know if I ever really got it. I think I kind of just BS'd my way through it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do think it's the weakest of the three, but that's my yeah. opinion. Yeah, and that's kind of where I am, is like, I was, Four. like, I was looking, because whenever I got it, I was, like, having some trouble and I was like, is there a way that I can just kind of like BS my way through this? <laughs> so that I can kind of work it and get out of it. Um, so that's kind of where I am is like, you know, I'm. It's definitely worth it to, I think, understand the basic concepts of it. Okay. Um, I, you can BS most of it, but I would definitely like, okay, this means that I have to do this here and this here. Okay. Do this, this, and this kind of a thing. And okay. it'll help you in the long run. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. So we will continue this discussion at a, you know, at a, un, under a spoilery banner at some point. Spooky bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, we say that about a lot of things. We still have not, I thought about it today. We still haven't done our Elden Ring spoiler 
discussion, but you know. I mean, we'll do that after we proclaim it game of the year. Like, okay, let's let's do it. Legitimate question. I mean, it's difficult to know, but do you think at the end of the year, Elden Ring, like having played God of War Ragnarok, is Elden Ring still going to be your game of the year? If it is I right now, I, haven't played, I'm, I, um, I can't uh, say yes or no to I can't if speak it is to or that not. Right now, I can't speak to that. I plead the fifth. I wish I had uh, a boo a, on here. I don't have a boo. Yeah. Uh, well, I haven't played God of War Ragnarok, so I don't know if I just like, like it. At you. Yeah. There, um, there. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> laugh. Um, I haven't played God of War Ragnarok, so I don't know if I would like it more than Elden Ring. I yeah. do have my top 10 list, though, already. Are you going to share uh, it with us right now? Game of the Year discussion happening uh, this Halloween. I mean, I'm. Uh, okay. Um, no, so, don't tell me. Stop I, it. Stop no, just toss you. out a number. Toss out a number. I'll tell you where I have it right now. Uh, or, or what I have there. Give me number eight. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. Look at you. You. Um, hope I plan. And so, well, we're going to get into your discussion on Ghostwire Tokyo because I definitely want to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah. But um, what I plan to do, this is the reason why I don't think I'll get to Bayonetta 3. Because I'm going to finish Plague Tale Requiem here. God of War Ragnarok comes and Pokemon Scarlet and Violet comes. And then it's yep. relatively December once I finish those. Um, it's relatively I, December. <laughs> it, it is December when I finish those. <laughs> I want to spend those next couple of weeks like replaying a yep. lot of the games that yep. we have this year just to like really just like, okay, where do I fall on this? Like, do I move this higher? Do I move this lower? Yep. Like, um, like, where, like where, do, where do they fall? Um, and I just don't know if I want to play a ton of new things during that time. Granted, we have an idea of a game like we're going to play together during that time. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I want to pick up. I think I'm content with being like, okay, God of War Ragnarok comes, Pokemon comes. Those are only two like new other games I'm getting this year. And the rest is going to be just like replaying stuff or, um, maybe playing some older games um, as well, just in the backlog. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm pretty, pretty content with my list right now. Okay. Granted, I, I don't know where inscription falls because it definitely, I think would have been my game of the year last year. Which is bonkers to me, considering that ratchet and clank came out last year. You horrific so beast. <laughs> hey, that was a phenomenal but but inscription yeah. beats out beats that out. I think so. Yeah, I Ugh. it was sorry. You horrible man. Anyway, Ghostwire Ghostwire Tokyo, Chris, tell yeah. us your, so, your final thoughts on that bad boy. So, so I finished Ghostwire Tokyo. Honestly, like I finished it sooner than I thought I would. I finished it okay. after like 10 hours. Um which was even shorter than kind of like the mainline how long to beat kind of estimate. Um, Cause the mainline, yeah. like how to long to beat was like 11 hours. And I did like some side stuff. Um, but yeah, it kind of like, it kind of goes at a pace in, okay. <laughs> in that um, by and large, like I, I liked it. Like um, if you listened to last week's, you know, I kind of made the point of like it it looks really kind of spectacular, like seeing all of these like Naruto hand motions going on and like you're yeah. flinging all this stuff and it's really cool. But like the core mechanics of it, it does feel kind of like dated. Um and also okay. like whenever you're examining like the main story as a whole, it kind of feels like that too, because a lot of it is a like even some of, even in that 10 hour window, some of it, it even is kind of fluff where it's like, okay, art of, because like in the game, essentially, like there are areas that are gated off that are like they're covered in fog and the fog will kill you. And so the way to okay. progress into some of the new areas is that you have to go to this Tory gate. You have to purge it and it will kind of purge some of their surrounding fog. And so there were, you know, there were plenty of times where it's like you do this main story mission and then it's like, okay, well, you got to go over here. 
but like they're you got to get through the fog. So they're like three Tory gates or something around it that you have to kind of okay. purge to kind of open it up, open up enough fog. And then you do that story mission and then it sends you over here and it's like, okay, but it's still in the fog. So I gotta, I gotta do a couple more of these gates. And so there was a lot of like doing a mission then clearing of doing like a couple of these effectively like towers of a sort and then like okay. doing this thing and then clearing like a couple of towers and then doing this thing. Um, and so, I mean, it, like in a lot of ways, it kind of felt like old and dated, but, you know, by the end, like it's, I mean, it's a really, it's a personal story. I think it's like a really just, it's, I think it could have gone a lot deeper. I think they could have really fleshed out some of the characters more and done a lot more with some of that. Um, but I don't think, I mean, looking at it as a whole, I don't think that it is like, that there's anything wrong inherently. I think it's just like not quite as great in plenty of areas oh. that it could be like, you know, it could be a little less stilted in the combat. It could be mm-hmm. like, it could have a more robust, meaningful story. It could have more like interesting side quest content, but like, None of it feels like, oh, this is bad. They really dropped the ball on this. It's just kind of like, okay, this is a, in a similar way to Plague's Tale, where it's like, it is a, it's kind of like a cult hit. It is a thing that like really just kind of like hits on some really cool stuff in a few places, but like by and large, not quite the just 10 out of 10, just hit it out of the park. It does everything right. Um, Right. So I enjoyed it a lot though. I mean, it's definitely not, like it's not scary, um, which it is funny considering that it was made by the same people that made Evil Within and um, yeah. Shinji Mikami, who is like I think is like one of the big Resident Evil guys or was yeah. originally. Like yeah. he's an executive producer, so it seems like it should be legitimately terrifying, um, but it isn't so much. Um, <laughs> but it's I mean it's it's a neat thing if you like the Japanese culture and like, because a lot of the side quest content digs into that more where you're like hunting down, trying to find this Oni or trying to find this like tree spirit yeah. or trying to, you know, whatever. Um, you know, a lot of it's just kind of like, it's, there's a lot of neat like flavor content. Um, the main path is largely like kind of almost kind of feels inconsequential, but you know, it does have a very like lived in world feel. And so it's kind of mm-hmm. like for that kind of thing, I think it's can be super neat. So I enjoyed it. Um, nice. I'm glad you yeah, it. yeah. Um, yeah. The only, I still haven't played a ton of Xenoblade Chronicles three since we spoke last. I mean, I'm still okay. like plugging along. Um, I, have a fair bit left i think but i'm you know we're we're getting there we're do, we're doing yeah. it um yeah. yeah the only other thing again um i said it last week i'll say it again reluctantly i've been playing more <laughs> overwatch 2 um yeah i did take your advice last week and it's helped a ton where yeah. it's like i'm limiting myself to like I'm just playing a game until I lose. And what that means most of the time is that I play one game and Mm then (laughs) turn it off. But I mean, I think it's helping a lot with just like, because the overall, the overall scope of what Overwatch 2 is right now is kind of largely frustrating. And it is a like, it's, it's a conversation that again is kind of, I mean, the game's been out less than a month, but like, again, is kind of being amplified because um, yesterday, as of like us recording this a week ago, if you're listening to mm-hmm. it, you know, they started their, um, Halloween events, which like for me personally, I love holiday in game events. Yes. Like same. specifically, I remember same company blizzard, you know, like world of Warcraft, whenever they would have yeah. like in game events, loved it because you would go through and like, and in some cases it was even less the actual stuff. Like they had things that happen, but it was more just kind of like the atmosphere of it. Like all the cities were Mm -hmm. decorated. There was like a, there was this overall tone. Like if during the Halloween season, if you visited, like you could be out questing and one of the 
small towns would get attacked by the headless horsemen. And there would be this big, like everybody's joining in to fight him and like, you know, whatever. So, I mean, there was like small stuff like that where it felt like it was Halloween. You were just going about your business, but it felt like it was Halloween or it felt like it was Christmas. And it's always kind of been the thing that's bothered me with overwatches. And I think why, Overwatch's holiday events like gradually became or felt more stale is because they don't have much of that. Like they don't have much of the like you're just playing the game, but it's Halloween. Like I think they would occasionally like dress up um, King's Row or something like with there'd be some jack-o'-lanterns or like at least in the winter they would have like some snowmen or something or there would be snow Mm -hmm. on the ground. Like, but if like, even if they just like all of a sudden every map is nighttime and there's all these like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's very Halloween themed, a lot of jack-o'-lanterns, like they really went out, then it would just make the experience of playing the game more like immersive in that way. I agree. Um, But they don't really do that. And (laughs) so the big draw for the longest time, I mean, like the two things have kind of been like with Halloween, especially they have like a, they've always had this PVE event for Junkenstein's revenge. They have that back with like a Junkenstein two, uh, the, the Bridenstine bridles revengeance, um, like that I played a little bit of and, legitimately think is cool like it has this it almost has like a call of duty zombies kind of feel to it and where like you're starting off and you're isolated and you're having to break out of a room and you can't like get to your you have to fight your way back to your teammates like um it's really interesting in that regard but like the most disappointing thing about it is like if you're not playing that and even if you are even if like that's all you play by the end of the event all you've gotten for it are a couple of voice lines some extra xp maybe some sprays whereas before like you you play a ton during the halloween event then like maybe you didn't get the skin that you wanted like in the entire five six years since overwatch has come out i never got i don't think i ever got the the witch mercy skin for instance like which has never really oh, bummed yeah. me out because like I don't really I don't play Mercy, but like you know that's sometimes you just you didn't get it. But like yeah. you know I I have plenty of the other ones. It's stuff that you just kind of like you would kind of unlock and it would just kind of be this thing. And if you wanted more opportunities at it, you could buy some loot boxes. Um, where it'd be a thing where it's like okay, Halloween's come around. I'm gonna drop twenty dollars on some loot boxes. That's twenty loot boxes that's potentially i mean sometimes you could get like two legendaries in a loot box i mean that's like you could potentially get them all in that like kind of thing every every aesthetic whatever during that 20 dollar thing but now like there's no way to unlock Mm -hmm. any of the skins specifically so all of the new skins they have one for Junker Queen where she's like an executioner. They have mm-hmm. one for Kiriko where she's a fortune teller. They have Sojourns like um, noir detective skin. Yep. Um, and then plus all of the old legacy Halloween skins like Ashes or, mm-hmm. you know, Roadhogs or Junkrats or anybody's. Only way to get them is not even just the new ones, just any of them. Mm-hmm. Is buy them with buy them with the gold that you have to buy with money because you can't earn it in any sort of like meaningful way. Um, yep. Again, like we mentioned it before, but to like earn enough gold, like if you max out your gold earning potential week over week over week, it would take you upwards of like thirty five weeks to be able yep. to earn enough for one legendary skin, maybe assuming it's a discounted rate. next year's, uh, Junkenstein. <laughs> yeah. You'll be ready to buy it next year whenever it's available again. Um, and so it's a thing where it's like, I have enough gold to buy something, but it's literally like I'm sitting there. I'm like, do I, do I want this enough to not have enough gold to ever buy anything ever again? Like, yep. 
is that something like I would love Kiriko's fortune teller skin, yep. but am I going to love that more than anything that comes out in the next year? Because I sure as hell am not spending $20 for a skin and a first a skin, <laughs> a single skin. Um, again, whereas before it would be a thing where it's like, okay, I've been playing overwatch for, you know, I paid the $60 for Overwatch. I've been playing it for two years. Like Halloween yeah. comes around. I'll spend $20 on some loot boxes. Like I haven't, I've been playing, I've gotten my money out of this game. I'll spend a little yeah. bit extra and like, I'll get some loot boxes. And then even if you don't buy any, or even if you buy them as you're playing the game, you're earning more, you're getting, mm-hmm. you're getting more, you're having more opportunities. It's not just, you're having to buy them. It's like you play the game, you earn your chances at it. And I yes. get it. Like loot boxes are not like the gambling aspect of like buying something and then potentially not getting anything from it is like not fun. Um, I, I understand that, but like the idea of, okay, well the, the entire reason we're having this event, the only way you can enjoy it in any capacity is if you give us money. Like, I mean, how many Halloween skins are there? There've got to be at this point, like, I mean, at least, I mean, specifically like legendary. Um, I mean, it's gotta be at least like a dozen legendary skins. Um, and if they're $20 a pop, you're spending 240, 250 bucks to buy all of them. Like assuming they're not part of a pack where you're, Ooh, you get a discount. Yeah. And now it's like $10 less. That's cool. Um, mm. I don't know. It really like, I didn't think it would bother me so much, but like considering the fact that like they're, that they're really leaning into that where it's like, okay, oh, yeah, no, they're pushing it hard. It, it bums me out because like it really like the, the battle pass incentive, like I think is a neat addition. I think is a thing that is cool that like, okay, you play it enough. You can work up this ladder. You get the mythic Genji skin yep. at the end. Like you're earning that. Like I get it. That's cool. But like, having no other way to be able to earn anything outside of that ladder is really, really bums you out. Like, I mean, again, it's not like, I mean, Fortnite does it this way. Plenty of other games do it this way. But I think the fact that Overwatch did it differently and is actively like being, because I couldn't even imagine like imagine being a new player in Overwatch 2 who has never played Overwatch 1 and oh, yeah. looking at people's skins and being like, oh, how do, how do I get that skin? And it's like, well, lucky you, in 30 weeks, you can, it's you, can you can buy that one skin that you saw and like, yeah, you'll earn some of the Battle Pass skins and that's cool. Like some oh, of them are neat. also 30 weeks of you playing as much as you can. Right. That's you maxing out every week, the amount of gold that you're earning. But like, I look at my collection of them and it's like, okay, well I have like, you know, I use Moira a lot. I have her Banshee skin. I use Brigida a lot. I have her shield maiden skin. I use like, I mean, who else do I have cool skins with? Like Doomfist. I have his swamp monster skin. I have, um, McCree freaking I have his like Scrooge McDuck yeah Cassidy sorry um I have his like Scrooge McDuck one his lifeguard one his like lunar new year's one um like all of these things and it's like any one of them would have just like if I started playing now would just cost me 20 bucks and that is maddening that I <laughs> that that is how the game works now. Yep. And I cannot even wrap my mind around it. It is so dumb. It's just one of the things where like the core gameplay of Overwatch, Overwatch 2 is really so good. Yeah. I mean, it is an incredible game to play, but every th- other part of it, every other facet of it outside of the core gameplay just sucks. Yeah so much ass yeah it is just like blizzard we get it 
you are a horrible company. We get it. Please stop. You know, you try at least to be better for the people. Um, and they just, they have no care to do that. They have no care to make a lot of things more accessible, to make their game, I don't want to say worthwhile playing, but feeling like there is some sort of tangible like reward that you can get and achieve um, without like breaking your back to do so or breaking your bank to do so. Yep. I don't know. It's just, it, it always, and I think we harp on it a lot and we talk about it a lot. I know I do. It just really annoys me when ga- when companies have an incredible game on their hand and they just self-sabotage by their own greed and like short-sightedness. And this is, it's Blizzard to a T right now. And it's just, it sucks to see. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I, I, I will be very surprised if by this time next year things are not drastically different. Oh, they will. But they'll have to be. They have to be. Um, but I like it is a bummer, and I I hope that they do. I don't know, just some some I ugh, I don't know <laughs> because like there I think. I think you have to put in some sort of like earning potential, like beyond Mm -hmm. just the, I know the battle pass kind of fills that, but I think people like, you know, because I think about like, here's the storm had like master skins and hearthstone has like gold portraits and stuff where it was like, you felt like you were by playing this character and really investing in them, you were earning something that was unique to you, you know, in World of Warcraft, like, but have like very specific mounts and things that like had no bearing on anything, but essentially were just reskin like this reskinned version of this one that you had. It was just a different color that people spent all this time trying to get. And it was like, like I was thinking, I was like, if Moira had a unique skin where it was like, play a thousand games as Moira, I'd be like, okay, I can, I can get behind that. Like I can get behind like really investing, but like, there's not even that. It's just, you know, I'm like at this point in the season, I'm what, like I'm in the fifties in the battle pass. Like, I mean, once I hit mythic Genji, if, I mean, if there aren't like some good, big sweeping changes to the competitive stuff that like, where I'm not getting just in this like chaotic whirlwind constantly yep. of people who are all over the place skill wise, I'm probably just going to set it down until yep. the next season. And how long of that cycle can you do before it's just like, I don't, I just, I got to put some time in somewhere else. Like I have no, yeah. I don't know. And it really does kind of bum me out in that regard. But you know, it is. Who knows? I, I don't know. Here's I, the I, for the best. Yeah. You do, you do just kind of hope for the best. Um, yeah. I don't know. And again, going back to our Call of Duty discussion earlier, that's something that like Call of Duty, I mean, I don't know with modern ones, I'm sure they have like weird, I mean, they, in some of the later ones, they kind of put in weird skins and stuff, but like some of the early ones, like they really went hard on like, giving you stuff to earn. Whereas like, okay, you get this many headshots with this weapon. You're getting this. You do like this many prone kills with this weapon. You get this, like you're on, you're working toward these things. You're earning these things. And there just isn't that. It's Mm -hmm. just play games, go up this ladder, do this thing or pay us money. money. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's, and it's disappointing and I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, Welcome to the Overwatch. This is uh, arcade yeah. watch, uh, cozy, over cozy, over cozy, over cozy, maybe over cozy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully it changes. I mean, it's not before Halloween's over, so I'll you know we're unfortunately for everybody, but it's, you know maybe by next Halloween things will be different. Um, I so. like to think they will be. Yeah, I'd we like, like to, to hope so. Um, but yeah, Corey, what else you got? Hey, that's about it. That's about it on my end, man. All right. Yay. Um, yeah, Corey. Um, 
you are going to LA to have fun yes. with Harry Styles. I am going I sure to so. continue suffering through my corporate existence. Um, yeah, this, I, I wish you. Yeah, I wish you well. Um, but you. Corey, um, until next week. Next week, this episode. This episode is dropping on Halloween next week. I mean, it's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be November. We're in it. Wow. And then a week after that. that. Happy Halloween, people. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. After that, it's going to be God of War. After that, it's going to be Pokemon. I'm so pumped. After that, it's going to be Thanksgiving. Then it's going to be Christmas. Oh, my God. I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, But, Corey, until November, where can people find you on the internet? And where can people Uh watch as you try to lovingly stroke Harry Styles once again? Oh man, again, I hope so. Um, they can see that over on hash slinging thrasher at Instagram or over on Twitter at stay thrashy, where you can also see my um former embrace of Harry Styles. Oh, yeah. Um, and that is always follow our Twitter page, arcade underscore cozy. Um, yeah, uh, Chris, where can the people find you? You can find me at four point pixel on Instagram at Swiss one Joe on Twitter. Um, you can always follow us at Arcade Cozy on Instagram. Um, send us emails, questions, comments, Please. concerns, colors, even. Um, sure. Uh, cat videos um, at uh, Arcade Cozy at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, uh, intro, outro music, uh, Johnny Be Good, 89. Johnny Be Good, on Instagram. 89. Uh, follow him. Look at him. Watch his. I don't know that he's ever shown his face, but you can watch his hands yes. do things on camera, um, which is always mm-hmm. exciting. Um, but yeah, Corey, till next week. This has been Arcade Cozy. Life's hectic. Why should your hobbies be too. Love you guys. Take it easy. Beep, beep, beep.